Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Linda Clayton coming from Buffalo and welcoming Beth Wyman to today's show. Um, She is such um, a knowledgeable person on nutrition matters and a registered dietitian. And I can't wait to hear, Beth, what you have to share with us today. You always have so much good common sense information and, uh, and tips for us. So with that, I'm going to turn over the microphone to you um, and, um, and welcome. Hi, thank you. Yes, so um, I was talking to Mary a little bit yesterday. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, um, by yes, the way. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> we were talking all about your Valentine's Day party, and I forgot that that is, in fact, today, the <laughs> actual Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, so um, I figured we'll do a little bit about Valentine's Day because it's definitely, as with most holidays, has some food associations. Um, and I personally really wanted to talk about um, juice cleanses because I feel like I've been seeing so much lately about juice cleanses. And if I'm seeing it, that means other people are probably seeing it as well. So, um, yeah, Valentine's Day, it, it is one of those days where if you celebrate it and you're going out to dinner and it's a special occasion, then it's an actual special occasion. Like where I, I say, like, you don't necessarily need to, like, follow all the, like, quote-unquote rules and be strict with yourself. It, it could be a meal, not a full day, where you let loose and do what you want, right? Because it is special for some people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, I don't, it's, it's one of those things, like, some people are really into it, and it's super special, um, and, us, like, for me, it's, I don't know, it's another day of the week, it's Wednesday. <laughs> so just yeah, we're, we're thing not like, going out for dinner. <laughs> no, like, I made sure the kids have their red and pink on today, and they've got all their valentines, and I got up early this morning and made my son's, like, valentine's mailbox. Right out of two bucks, they need that, and we ran out of time yesterday. So I got up this morning and made it. Um, he wanted it camouflage, so I had to figure out how to make how to do that. But um, yeah, I don't know. So right, it's very much in our house. It's not so much like a food celebration day, um, but for a lot of people, it is. And there's a lot of restaurants that do. Um, like specials, like multi-course dinner specials, right? Where you're sure. getting an appetizer, a main dish, and a dessert for some like uh, prefix, right? So for some sort of fix, um, mm-hmm. and which just kind of begets itself to overeating, right? Because you're you know you're going to be getting all of this food, and depending on the restaurant, there's still going to serve very large portions, even though you're doing three courses, right? Um, There are places and places that typically do like multi-course meals um, 
what you'll notice is that the the portions are typically a little bit smaller, um, where they're focusing on like quality over quantity. So, mm-hmm. you know, not always the case, and it certainly depends where you're going. But for a lot of places that are just running a multi-course thing as a special today, that's going to be so much food. <laughs> and this is where it's like it's good to listen to your body. And, yeah, you might not be, like, thinking about, like, okay, am I getting enough fiber? Did I have a vegetable? But you can still listen and say, like, am I full? Should I take this? Um should I take this dessert home and eat it later, right? Or, like, something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, right. can always still come into play where um, you're not limiting what you're choosing. You're limiting how much you're choosing. And really just going based on how you feel. And that's, honestly, that's the entire concept behind, like, mindful or intuitive eating, um, which is what I tend to try to work people towards. Um, it takes a lot of work to get there, for sure. Uh, but it's, a, it's good practice on days like today to figure out, like, okay, am I full? Do I want all of this, even though I'm paying for it? What can I take home? Um, and then it's a big, it's a big, like, wine and chocolate holiday, right? I promised Mary I would touch on the whole chocolate-covered strawberries, and then I added wine to it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, those foods have lots of benefits. Um, wine, especially red wine, we hear is full of, like, antioxidants, so it's good for, um, and good for heart health, you'll hear, too. And that's, again, when it's done in moderation. Um, right. So that's like having a glass, not a bottle. Sort of a thing. Um, and then what, I forget what it was about, but I, I remember my mom saying something about it once, and I was like, you get the exact same benefit from eating red grapes. And she was so offended. <laughs> She's like, I'm just trying to rationalize it. I'm like, I know. Um, but you do. It's it's actually the skin of the grape. Um and so with red wine, they're typically using, obviously, a red grape. So it doesn't really matter which – It well, it doesn't quite so much matter, like, what type of red wine. It's more of the color, right, is a good indication of the, um, like, the phytonutrient content or the antioxidant content of the product. And so a nice, rich red color is going to be full of those antioxidants, or you could just – Eat some grapes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll stick with the grapes. <laughs> Myself, I like white wine when I those few occasions that I do drink wine. I, I prefer the white wine, but um, but yeah. And again, it's in moderation, and it's you know, um, you know. So there's there, there's the difference there too. Um, you know, the chocolate covered cherries. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I like milk chocolate more than dark chocolate, so it defeats the whole purpose of saying that I'm having chocolate-covered cherries for my health. It doesn't quite doesn't quite pan out that way. Well, with it's well, so if it's dark chocolate, right? Because the actual actual like antioxidant component is in is in the actual like. What it, my, why am I blanking? Cacao, right? The actual part of the chocolate that makes it chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, so the darker the chocolate, the more antioxidant compounds that you're getting from it, right? So milk chocolate yeah. will have some, but not a lot. Um, right. But then if you're up to like a 75, 80% cacao dark chocolate, that's where you're really going to actually see some of that antioxidant benefit kick in, right? Mm-hmm. When you get into a nice dark chocolate where it's got um, like a crisp break when you break it um, is another way. I mean, they're all labeled, so that makes it really easy too. So you don't right. necessarily have to like test out your chocolate based on how it breaks. <laughs> but it's just another good indicator of, uh, of your chocolate and how dark it is and the quality, things like that. It's 
I like food. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, so there's, and then strawberries, right, are fruit. So you're going to get in some fiber from the strawberry. You're going to get in some nice antioxidants from the the nice bright red berry that way, or in the case of like a chocolate covered cherry, um, the cherries also have um, the antioxidants to them too, and they like so it's all heart healthy if you think about it, right? Um, because you're getting in those antioxidants, polyphenols, things like that. But it's but when I think chocolate covered cherries, you said yours are dried cherries. No. Or are they like the ones in syrup? Um, I haven't had chocolate covered cherries. Oh, the chocolate covered cherries. Um, I haven't had those in in ages and ages. I did have my Cheerios are heart shaped that I had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> I love it. I know it's part of their marketing for the like Cheerios brand of being heart healthy, but it really is because they're using um, oat fiber and Mm -hmm. very, very specifically the type of fiber found in oats has been shown to be better for lowering cholesterol, right? Which in turn improves heart health. So there is science behind that marketing, for sure. <laughs> and, and they're made in Buffalo. Um, and so sometimes you drive downtown and the our, the whole town smells like Cheerios. <laughs> in fact, there's, there's TV, uh, there's T-shirts that say, my, my town smells like Cheerios um, <laughs> because they're made here. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it is funny sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it really that whole air and and days that they're making them, it, it smells. The whole town will smell. Downtown will smell like Cheerios. <laughs> you know, there's way worse things that downtown could smell like than yeah. Cheerios. Yep, yep. It's really good. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really think. I really don't know anything about, I've never taken a juice cleanse or anything like that. I've seen on, online a lot of things about this incremental fasting or something, which is another thing I have not done. Um, you know, oh, I did like a prayer fast one time, but it was just one day, so I don't really know a lot what they're talking about, you know, on these yeah. on these other, you know, cleanses and fastings, if they're good for you, if they're bad for you, or I really don't know anything about them. It's, yeah, so with, so the two different things, right, like the cleanses and then the fasting. So with the intermittent fasting is usually like limiting your time window of eating, more or less. So, I mean, technically, everybody fasts because you stop eating at some point in the evening and mm-hmm. you're giving yourself breakfast, aptly named break fast, um, in the morning. So, technically, everybody's doing it, but um, it's been taken and marketed as to these different fasting intervals of how much time you're Allowing for yourself to eat. It's not not the amount of time that you're not spending eating, like that bowel rest, if you will. You're getting that while you're sleeping. So it's it's happening anyway. And, yes, there's benefits to it, but you don't really need to do anything above and beyond or special to get there. Um, It's really that having a smaller window to eat food theoretically is also going to limit how much food you're eating, Um, which works for some people. And for other people, they take it as a free-for-all that they eat whatever they want during that eating window. And so you're 
you're not truly improving yourself at all if you're still choosing, like, super processed, high-fat, high-sugar stuff during your eating window, right? If you're filling it with, like, donuts, you're just not doing yourself any favors. Um, right. So, and that's what a lot of, like, trendy things come down to is just an I wouldn't say a new and different way because some of them are just uh, rebranding of old diets, <laughs> but just another way to um, limit your intake, right, and create that calorie deficit. Because at the end of the day, I mean, technically it's just calories in versus calories out. And what, I mean, if you're going to be healthy about it, it definitely goes farther than that. But just like crude weight loss, and not really looking at the type of weight loss or or what you're losing, like fat versus muscle, you just have to eat fewer calories than you put out. Um, and then sustain it, right? Doing it for one day is not going to make a difference. You need to do it for, like, weeks. Um, so I'm not – I'm never a huge fan of fasting at all. Um, I know – for dieting purposes, it has different implications when you're doing it for like religious purposes, like how you talked about a prayer fast. Right. Um, that's completely different because I know that that comes into play with a lot of different religions actually um, to incorporate right. some sort of fasting. And it's really the goal then is increasing mindfulness, right? It mm-hmm. serves as a reminder of what you should be focusing on or what you've been asked to focus on instead. I I kind of giggled a little because um, a lot of times people give up, like, chocolate for Lent. And, of course, Ash Wednesday is also, I believe, today. Um, And so if anyone got chocolate hearts, (laughs) you have to wait a month (laughs) to eat them. So. You know, having Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday on the same day, um, I thought it was, you know, if you gave up chocolate for for Lent, um, you better start better start now. I just yeah, but you know yeah. What what would you? I don't know what I would even do for that if I was if I had given up like chocolate. Do I just tomorrow? <laughs> um, but then that's the point, right? The point is to right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, right. The point of but, giving up something for Lent is to like remember Jesus's suffering. So if you're just starting a day late, you've already missed the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, I know. So um, my um, my daughter goes to Catholic preschool, and. Um, and so there's, it was interesting because, like, today's Ash Wednesday. They need to go to Mass, but it's also Valentine's Day, so everybody's <laughs> going to want to wear pink and red. So they didn't have to wear their uniforms today. They got to wear their – they got a dress-down day, but they're all still going to Mass. <laughs> um, I'm like, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to just... sugar them up and then try to get them to sit through church. <laughs> well, with with us, because I grew up, um, my mom sent me, when we moved into, you know, into the city, my mom sent me to Catholic schools, and, um, but I just remember we had the wool black wash uniforms, but then after mass, they would give us chocolate milk and pow- white powdered donuts, so we <laughs> our uniforms were always covered with, you know, um, powdered sugar so <laughs> we'd have we'd have a sugar start to our our day our day every every day so but but anyways um i remember um we used to always go to dunkin donuts afterwards after <laughs> one thing that was interesting with ron having the operation a week ago or two weeks ago now it's been two weeks um one thing that the nurse had told us um, to really, really cut out sugar as much as possible, because it could. Oh, how did she say it? Um, it, 
she wanted carbs, obviously. Um, you know, we did a lot of, you know, fresh fruits and things. Um, but the sugar could increase, um, oh, how did she put it? Increase toxins in, um, just it would make it harder to heal if he had a lot of sugar and chocolate especially. And I can't remember why she said that now. Um, it made sense at the time, but I can't remember exactly what she said. Um, but not that we have, because I had a lot of chocolate at the house for um, door prizes. I didn't yeah. have, you know, we weren't eating it. We had gotten those for door prizes for the Valentine party. So it made it look like, oh, my goodness, you know, you could smell the chocolate in the house. We had, because we had bought um and we had donations of a lot of boxes of chocolate. We had 110 people there, so we had a lot of chocolate. But she was saying, you know, not to, you know, eat a lot of chocolate, which, of course, we, we weren't. It was already earmarked for something else. But I thought that was interesting. I understand the carbs. Um, and, you know, just eating, you know, we had strawberries and blueberries and um, um oranges and you know so we had you know just you know when we wanted snacks you know we um i think the only thing left right now are oranges and blueberries so um but anyways so you know that was um that was interesting you know about not having a lot of chocolate because it can be detrimental when you're recovering from an operation. And I can't remember exactly why she said it, which made sense when she said it at the time, but I can't remember exactly what she had said. It's, I think that it's probably like, um, if you, right, if you're having a lot of like processed high sugar foods, there is like an inflammatory component to that. And so it could make it harder for his body to like you're already in a very very stressed state after surgery with a high Mm -hmm. inflammatory component and so it could just make it that much harder for the body to like work through that and come down from it is my guess um for what she meant by telling you to not have like high sugar foods after surgery right that's what she had said about you know to, you know, not to have a lot of sugar, but she also meant specifically chocolate. Um, but I really can't remember remember why. Um, but yeah, and I, it could be that just you know when you know, when she saw how much candy we had in the house, maybe she thought we were we were indulging in it in ourselves. So. Yeah, I wonder if she was just using chocolate as, uh, like, an example, more or less, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, if there were concerns for, like, gout and uric acid buildup, like, that's different, and that definitely, like, chocolate plays a role in that. So, But that's kind of getting into um, more than just surgical healing, right? Like, that's if there's right. other underlying conditions, too. Yeah, yeah, no, but... No, the house did smell smell very um very fragrant for a while with <laughs> between That's a lot the, of chocolate. Um, you can smell it. Oh well I had made all of the, you know, hundred and some favors that had um um oh the peppermint patties and Hershey chocolates in them and then all the wrapped chocolates so it did it did look like a candy store but um yeah so but you know again with with any time you know trying to eat a lot of you know the fresh fruits um and you know fresh vegetables and well even fresh frozen vegetables a lot of times because there's just two of us if i bought you know a huge thing of like a whole head of cauliflower we might not eat it all, but if I make get frozen cauliflower, I can have, you know, two servings from a bag. So, you know, when I say fresh 
fresh vegetables. Sometimes they're fresh frozen vegetables. It's close. Frozen vegetables, I mean, arguably sometimes are are picked at ripeness versus your fresh vegetables in the grocery store. I was just talking to somebody about this this morning. Your fresh vegetables in the grocery store are picked before they're ripe and then shipped. And so they're actually ripening, not connected to the plant, but in a shipping container, right? Whatever that might be, truck, train, whatever. And so you're actually losing out on nutrient value. So like the, the vitamins and minerals because it's not still pulling from the soil as it's ripening. Um, versus frozen vegetables, they are because they wait until it's ripe to pick it and then flash freeze it. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. At the end of the day, I just care that people eat vegetables. But, when, <laughs> but if I have the opportunity to get really, like, nitpicky, um, frozen is cool, or doing, um, like, local produce. So perhaps not always growing your own, because I know that that can get really difficult. But, um, you know, going to your local farmer's market, at least where I am, we have some great huge farmer's markets to choose from. So that's also really helpful. Mm-hmm. That there's yeah, that I, I, I said all the neighborhood critters very well with my garden this year. Um, <laughs> we didn't get yep. to enjoy anything from the garden, but the that woodchuck did. And, you know, other than fresh tomatoes, that's about the only thing I grow that because I have those on my front porch, anything in the backyard. Now, nothing, nothing came as soon as the flat, as soon as the squash and the watermelon um, um, blossomed. Something ate the the blossoms. So, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I transitioned to doing flowers this year, like wildflowers, nothing cultivated. Let's be very realistic. Um, and I. <laughs> I enjoy, and the thing is, is like, I enjoy gardening. I realize point I've gotten so far off topic. Um, I genuinely enjoy it, but I don't have the time, right? And so this is something I've been thinking a lot about the past couple of days is like, when I get clients that are like, well, I don't have time for this. I'm like, I get it. Like, there's a thousand things that we need to do, like, especially if it's somebody else who's a parent, right? And you have to, like, pick and choose what gets your priority. And, like, could I be out there and figure out a way to make sure those squirrels don't climb in there? I mean, yeah, but <laughs> like, that's not where my priority is. Exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, I can't, I, I, do I have the skill set to figure out how to make essentially like a lid for my garden, yes, but I'm not going to do it. And therefore, I will just, like, overseed with sunflowers and be excited about, like, the sticks that I got. <laughs> my sunflowers didn't even come up. That's why I was, you know, if they, if they said you can't kill sunflowers, my sunflowers didn't even come up. I had a girlfriend that found, she was a gardener, you know, huge, beautiful gardens, but she found it um, weeding very relaxing. <laughs> I, Not me. <laughs> and like I said, I enjoy it. I used to run a children's gardening program when I was in college every summer. Um, I ran a children's gardening program for um, a city nearby. And then I always helped with my mom's gardens growing up. And then it just sort of children. I, I grew up my children now instead. <laughs> I guess. Um, but it's, I think we got here from like phytonutrient content, right? And so, and Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, so if you're looking for like, the, if you're really looking to optimize your antioxidant and phytonutrient content from your Valentine's Day snacks, I would go with a local strawberry, which if you're on the East Coast, I don't know where you're going to find that. On the West <laughs> Coast, they've got three strawberry growing seasons, so you might hit it that you can get some. And then um, dip it in really dark chocolate. And 
have it with some red wine. It really sounds delicious. Um, and get all of those antioxidants in. Keep that heart healthy just from a couple snack choices. It's, and it's in the middle of, um, what's it called, Heart Health Month, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it all, um, <laughs> so juice cleanses. I saw, I saw something, and this is what started me down this like little rabbit hole, is that you can order a juice cleanse where they send you all of your juices to drink for however long you plan to do it for. Um, and there are a variety of issues with it. Um, the biggest being you're not going to be getting all of the calories or macronutrients that you need from a juice, right? So macronutrients, your carbs, protein, and fat, like, so very basic. You're missing so many components of, of calories and macronutrients that it's just genuinely not meeting your needs, right? Very mm-hmm. short and sweet. Um, and then there's the, and yes, you're getting in lots of those phytonutrients that we were talking about, lots of antioxidants, because if you're doing, if it's, it's usually like, it's usually what I was seeing was like either these pressed juices or smoothies. So like a pressed juice is what we think of as juice when you get it from the source, just the liquid. Um, and one of my big issues with that is you're taking out all the fiber. It's exactly. Juice. I'm sure it's delicious. It's horrible if you have diabetes because your blood sugar is going to go through the roof. But like, <laughs> um, you know, it's just that it's juice. Um, but it's marketed differently, right? It's marketed as like cold pressed or raw or, you know, something like that that makes it seem more enticing than, right, whatever apple juice was on sale that I just bought for my children when I went grocery shopping this weekend. Um, but at the end of the day, they're both juice. Um, mm-hmm. No matter how it's pressed, you're, you're losing the fiber content, and really you're maintaining some of those, um, like, antioxidants and phytonutrient components but you're you're losing out on that big one, the fiber content too. And you're retaining the macronutrients. So you're retaining all the carbohydrates from it, which are not bad, but you can have too much of a good thing. Um, and that's what a lot of these are. Even if it's a vegetable fruit blend, right? So like think like kale smoothie, um, you're getting in plenty of your fruits and vegetable servings, but then forgetting about all the other stuff that makes a general healthy diet a general healthy diet. Um, so different than juices would be like smoothies, right? And I think some mm-hmm. of these companies where you can order it, they're actually giving you more of a smoothie than a juice where you're still getting – it's still all blended up and you're still drinking it, but it's, it's still got the fiber. So it's more like they put all of the fruits and vegetables into like a blender or a food processor and you're getting the whole fruit or vegetable. Um, it's just been essentially like, this sounds gross, like essentially pre-digested. Like <laughs> they broke it down <laughs> for you. It paints the picture. <laughs> but that's that's what it's doing, right? Like that's the the theory behind doing like pureed diets and stuff too, is that you're you're helping start the digesting component by breaking things into smaller pieces. Um, and under normal circumstances, we have a working mouth and working teeth that do that for us. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, I like to lean into what God gave us, including our teeth. 
and actually eat the food and chew it. Because <laughs> um, that's where our digestion starts is in the mouth with that chewing mm-hmm. process. And there's different enzymes in your mouth that start that process too. And so you're sort of bypassing that when you go towards using smoothies. They have, they have a time and a place. Sometimes it's just kind of a nice treat to do a smoothie. Sometimes like, you need to get in extra calories, and that's a really easy way to do it, to drink them instead of eating them. So there's definitely a time and a place but for smoothies, but not for, like, a cleanse. Um, so those are what juices and smoothies, that's what the product is, right, that you're getting um, without looking at the marketing component, without looking at, like, how they're selling it to you, um, right? And it's usually touted as some sort of, like, like wellness thing, um, that it's going to improve your wellness. So something very, very general, basically. Um, and it's not, um, again, just like intermittent fasting, it's a way to restrict what you're eating. So you might feel a little bit better, but if you were somebody that wasn't including fruits and vegetables before and were eating a lot of, like, refined high-sugar foods, you're going to feel better just because you're actually getting in those nutrients that you weren't getting in before. And it's like you could feel even better if you ate fruits and vegetables as well as other, like, real foods. Um, So for anybody that is doing a juice cleanse and thinks that they feel amazing, like, you could feel even more amazing (laughs) by eating real food, Um, (laughs) believe it or not. And it's um, really anybody that's got, I see quite a few, like, IBS patients, um, and, like, this would never be a choice for them because if they're irritated by certain um, by certain foods, it's usually by, like, carbohydrate chain length. And so, like, there's whole groups of, like, fruits and vegetables that typically bother them. And so these would just be an absolute nightmare because not only are they including fruits and vegetables that they don't tolerate, but they're also including it in, like, very large quantities. Um, oh, cool. So that that would hurt. Like for those people, they would definitely have like some uh, some discomfort. And even people that don't necessarily have IBS or IBD, like the, just the the large volume of um, for like smoothies, like the large volume of fiber that you would be getting can be really uncomfortable. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's something to consider as well. But what we haven't even touched on is the the whole theory of, like, even needing a detox. Um, your body does this itself, right? Again, we're going on the assumption that you have, like, a full working body system. Um, you have your liver and your kidneys, that, and their purpose, or one of, is to filter. And so you use your liver to filter out stuff that your body doesn't need, right, including things like what typically gets labeled as, like, toxins. Um, You're filtering that out in your liver, and then your kidneys are doing essentially, like, blood filtering as well and pulling out things that don't belong there or just aren't needed anymore and putting it out as waste. So you have you have systems already in your body already. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There are systems in place. You have been created to detoxify yourself. Um and if you lean into how your body is supposed to work you already have that in place and can utilize it, right? And it's, so it becomes like, okay, well, how can I keep my my liver and my kidneys healthy? And typically, right, going on just a general body with no other issues, like drinking enough water, 
um, is one of the biggest and best things that you can do. Um, obviously, again, you can have too much of a good thing. Um, you can actually overhydrate. Uh, it's definitely not easy, but it's possible. But, <laughs> I, was going to say, I think that would be the exception <laughs> and not the rule for most people would be underhydrating instead of overhydrating. Absolutely. Generally speaking, we run on the side of a little bit dehydrated and can really work on increasing how much water we're drinking. Um, general, like, rule of thumb, like, 64 ounces is usually, like, a bare minimum, right, that you should be getting in in a day. And I count I count anything that's calorie-free and um, caffeine-free, right? So, like, I'll count, like, decaf coffee, decaf tea. I mean, it's free fluid, so technically it's hydrating you. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be straight, plain water, um, but any of that would count towards towards your intake. But that's really the best thing that you can do to support the organs that you already have that are um, that are keeping you like detoxified, I guess, if you will. Um, and there are like there are supplements that can help support like liver health, and that is that is actually like real. Um, and so if you are having like if you have like um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease um, so like conditions right like there is something above and beyond that's going on you're not working with like a general healthy liver things like milk thistle um, vitamin E can be really helpful in supporting liver health and helping to get rid of those excess like fatty deposits on your liver um, but also so can some nice, easy exercise, like going for a walk. Um, mm-hmm. it's, these, it's these easy things that we tend to overlook because they're not as flashy. True. But it's like that very basic, like if you can get up and go for a walk, um, and it's the general rule of thumb is like 30 minutes a day, right? But it doesn't mean 30 minutes all at once. Um, ideally, yes, but you can split it up. Split it up into like three 10-minute sections. You're still getting in um, a half hour overall, and you're still moving more than you were when you weren't doing it. Um, but it's, right, we have this amazing um, all-or-nothing thinking that does such a disservice. It's like, well, if I can't get in 30 minutes, I might as well not do it. It's like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Get up and do as much as you can. Um, and, you know, in in light of, like, knee surgery or any kind of, like, orthopedic surgeries, it's interesting to see some people lose weight after their surgery because during the rehab process, they're exercising more than they normally would. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, you're not going to the gym and doing weight training. You're doing very simple rehab exercises, but just, just the fact that you're moving more than your baseline level of activity helps with weight loss. Um, and then, then it kind of creeps back on usually after like the rehab process is done, but you know, it can also be taken advantage of so that you have this little bit of weight loss and you can keep that momentum going. Well, he's had, it was funny with Ron, he's had six weeks of, um, before surgery um, training, um, physical therapy, um, really to strengthen his ligaments and things. Um, so he and so he was, you know, walking half mile, but in a on a treadmill in a pool. Um, and so oh, now nice. tomorrow, yeah. So he's he's done that before um, the surgery, and now starting tomorrow he'll have physical therapy and he is you know doing the the knee exercises around the house here um but and then he starts the physical therapy and so i'm looking forward to just being able and then with hopefully soon spring coming to the northeast um 
you know, just to get out, we have a wonderful park in our neighborhood, just a beautiful park with wonderful trails. Um, So we're looking forward to just being out and walking um, outside. So, yeah, so, um, but but that is interesting because what you said about, you know, people, I was talking to the physical therapist and she was around and saying, oh, I hope I, you know, was a good patient more or less is what, and she said, yes, because you actually got up and did the exercises and did, she said, I've had some that, um, it hurts, I don't want to do anything, and it would just, you know, belligerent, and she said, you know, it's it's not going to help them at all. Um, so, you know, but it, that was interesting. He said because, you know, of the exercise that he's getting right now, um, you know, care, you know, keep that carrying, carrying on. Um, and so, you know, that 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 was important. Yeah, you said that. I, I like you know. We're going to keep that yeah. in mind. Yeah, it does wonders for we think of. We think of weight loss as just like number on a scale and weight, but it's really, I mean, what people mean when they term weight loss is is truly fat loss is what you're actually looking for. Um, Mm -hmm. And it it really is that combination of, yes, food is important and and is probably like 80% of why it's happening, but also that movement component and actually using that stored energy, which is what fat is it's stored energy um and so you got to use it somehow and um you could go crazy low in calories but that's not sustainable right we're human we're flawed you're going to get hungry and you're going to eat but if you move more even that you know not you're not marathon training you're not trying to be a bodybuilder you're just moving more Mm-hmm. Um, is all it really takes. Um, I'm doing that walking in place. It's, yeah. it's on. It's on YouTube, and yep. it's 20 minutes of. And it's you know, it's not just you know marching and walking. It's you know, hands up and different. Oh, somebody else is joining us. And so, but it's it's a full body. But it's something um, that it's doable. Because right now, you know, walking outside is, you know, a little um, chilly. But um, but doing something just in the house, you know, is just works out works out good. Um, now, would you would you say, you know, somebody doing, you know, you you know, we were talking about the um, the juice cleanses and the is that something that people do just like once in a great while or? I can see maybe it wouldn't be so bad, but if you're doing something like that all the time, you're kind of not letting your body work to me. But what do you think I, about that? Is it some- From what I can see, people do it for like, what I'm seeing is anywhere from like three days to 14 days. And so really any day, any amount of days is too many days. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> But it looks like it's something that when people do it, they're doing it not like it's not long term. It's sort of like a a fresh start, right? It's like a way to restart what they're doing. Um, mm. And it does like um, like a bookend to a new habit, basically, right? Like a cut from your old habits. This like couple days of a juice cleanse or whatever it might be, your detox, and then you can start new quote-unquote like healthy habits um but it's you're not jump-starting anything i mean it's it provides you with that sort of like like reason for a clean cut um but you can also just set that boundary yourself um yeah just start like that that. yeah you can also just start like you can also just set that boundary yourself and just start it um without needing to like dump it with a cleanse kind of a deal. Makes sense. Yeah, but it's Make- yeah, like a, you know, once a year, twice a year type thing is, is, is how it appears to be marketed. 
I've I've honestly never tried one. I guess I guess um, just eating healthy isn't trendy enough. You have to. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. smell well. It's not as it doesn't. It's yeah. It's different to market, right? Because it's not a it's not a quick fix. It's not a like um, pretty solution, right? Where you're like you're gonna lose ten pounds in the next week, right? So it's not calling to like a quick solution to the problem like some of these other things are. Mm-hmm. So I usually get people after they've tried all of these things. Every once in a while I'm the first stop and they're like, hey, I want to get healthy. I haven't tried anything before. And I'm like, this is amazing. Um, but most of the time people have tried every fad diet and different cleanses and detoxes and things. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Like now we can start. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, because we want usually, and I think this is part of it is like a societal expectation and part of it is just human nature. It's like once you've decided you want something, right, like be it weight loss, a different lifestyle, more health or whatever it might be, you want it right then, right, that instant gratification Mm -hmm. Um, and it just doesn't work that way, right? I worked with, it's, it's to quote a surgeon, a weight loss surgeon I used to work with, right? It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, and especially back then when I was working with people that weren't trying to lose like 10, 15 pounds, they were trying to lose like two, 300 pounds. Um, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a marathon. It is, it is showing up for yourself every single day. Um, and that gets hard, right? It's not necessarily complicated, but it's not necessarily always easy either, even though it's simple. One thing you had, when we first started, you had talked about, um, you know, limiting the time that you eat. Um, one thing when um, at Weight Watchers, what somebody came up with a suggestion that I've been trying to use and, and have been using um, after after dinner, go brush your teeth, you know, because I usually brush my teeth. I use, you know, the water pick and this whole thing. After you do all that, you don't want to eat because you don't want to get your teeth dirty again. <laughs> so it sounds yeah. silly, but sometimes, you know, just something as simple as that, um, you know, take the time to, you know, your nightly um you know, you know, do your do your facial, do your teeth, um, and then, you know, even if you don't go to bed right then, if you you know, you know, sit and watch a TV show at ten o'clock or whatever, um, it kind of dis dis dissuades you from <clears throat> from eating any or snacking on anything, and it's just one of those little psychological tricks that sometimes you need. And, it's, yeah, if you know that dinner is your last meal, like, that works really well. Um, obviously, if you know you're going to eat a snack to get in all of your stuff, all of your needs for the day, like, that's a little bit harder. But after your last, yeah, after your last whatever the meal is or snack is that you know that you need, certainly, like, mm-hmm. deterring yourself from going for extra and night can be hard because, or like evening into nighttime can be really difficult because as we get tired, um, it gets harder to stick with what we've set out to do. Um, and it's easier to sort of just give in to like any kind of craving that comes up. Um, so, yeah, that would work as a deterrent. Or like if your mouth is all minty and then nothing's really going to taste good with that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there's all there's all kinds of tricks, right, to getting in enough water, um, or like um, changing up different behaviors to avoid snacking. But it's because I know we were I was talking to somebody about increasing water, and sometimes it's as simple as where you put your cup on your desk for like working during the day. Um, 
Mm-hmm. If you put it on the side of your dominant hand, you're more likely to pick it up and drink it. Because it's just it's easier. There's less steps involved. That's a and good I, point. I thought, oh, I thought I heard somebody else besides the two of us for a second. Yes, yeah, somebody is doing this. Would somebody at um, area code seven seventy like to say hello? No pressure. It's just country boy. I'm just feeding up this information. I always get full off the old conversation. Oh, good, oh, good. It tastes, it tastes great and it's less filling. <laughs> Beth, enjoy having you, babe. Appreciate you and glad. Thanks for joining the board with us. Absolutely. It's, so I wanted to make sure this is one thing I'm working on is taking the last few minutes and making sure I talk a little bit about myself, I guess, um, which is so difficult for me. But I have have a meal planning journal um, that my mother is loving, and it is up on Amazon. I know it's usually in the um, the show notes that Mary does with any of these. But, yes, my mom, who doesn't listen to any of my advice ever, bought my workbook and is using (laughs) it and is eating more than she ever has and losing weight which is the entire point yeah. um, is to stop that, like, over-restriction and binging cycle and really just eat enough and feel good about it. And also reduces cravings. I'm going to slyly ask her about her chocolate intake at some point this weekend um, and see <laughs> how that goes. Because I want to see if she's also reduced how much, you know, hidden chocolate she's eating as she's going through this. Um, but anyway, so that is up and available and is getting some great feedback, um, not just from my mother, but from other people using it as well. I just get to so closely watch her do it um, very quietly and not insert my opinion while she's doing it. And um, so that's up. And then I am... Most active on Instagram at BethWyman underscore RD. I'm getting better about doing Facebook as well. And that's um, the business Facebook is Evolve DN as in dietitian nutritionist. So most things just cross post, but I'm trying to get better about being on there. And I do have a YouTube channel as well. Um, which I think if you just search BethWyman RD, it comes up. Okay. I can send that link too for anybody that's interested in that. That's something I wanted to talk to her about. If we should have like recording these, and I know she's looked at it before, recording them and like putting them up on YouTube or something as well. That would be neat because I do, um, I do go on YouTube quite a bit. Um, I'm. Yeah, I'm a paper crafter, and there's a lot of um, really good um, lessons and things um, that I, you know, so so I go on YouTube even more than um, Facebook or anything. So I definitely will check out your channel there. Yeah, that'd be great. If yeah, if we ever did a YouTube where people can actually see us talking, they would just see me fidget. I've been trying and. <laughs> A hair tie for the last hour. <laughs> You've been trying um, what for the last hour? I mean, it's a hair tie, just like a, a ponytail holder. Oh, hair and tie. I've just been tying it in knots and untying it for an hour. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's about the um, end of our time, but thank you, Beth, so much. And just and, and this last 10 seconds, just remember um, Monday through Friday, um, noon to 1 Eastern time, are these calls a different um, topic every day. Monday is Hometown Heroes. Tuesday is Travel Tuesday. We had an exciting show yesterday, too. Wednesday with Beth Wyman, um, registered dietitian. Thursday, I believe, is Robert Oakley. And Friday is Captain Len Kane um, from the Golden Rule Society. Um, go, 
and who, which is a sister um, charity to the Hope Collection. With that, I'm going to say have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon, everyone, and um, check out um, other shows um, at noon. And um, definitely we'll look forward to speaking with you regarding healthy, healthy living and um, nutrition matters with Beth Wyman next, next Wednesday. With that, I'll say goodbye. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.